I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to another edition of Paranormal Almanac. And on this episode, it's another one of those show-and-tell type editions, similar to the Mysterious Artifacts one that everybody seemed to really like, so I'm hoping you guys like this one too. But on this one, it's going to be a little bit different, because we're going to dive into UFOs in artwork. But before I get more into that, I was asked by quite a number of listeners how they can support the show. So, first and foremost, telling your friends and family to listen is the best way, in my opinion, to get this show noticed and to get this show out there. Especially if you like an episode, tell your friends, hey, you should listen to this episode. If you hate an episode, let me know, and I'm going to do better to try and make it so you don't hate as many episodes. Another good way is good reviews on iTunes. I know it seems kind of stupid and pointless because who uses iTunes? Everybody gets them from Stitcher or wherever else. But... For whatever reason, good reviews on iTunes bumps me up in the rankings, and I get a lot more listeners. I kind of get out there a little bit more, so it gets the word out. And a couple of friends of mine that also have podcasts, they've been doing podcasts for years, well, they recommended giving out a contribution link. So, if you're financially secure, and for some reason you want to fund the show, I'll give you a shout-out, I'll give you whatever you like, you can PayPal me at Kurt Sandvig. Just look for Kurt Sandvig and you should find it. Now, I'll give shout outs and thanks and move your show ideas to the top of the list if you have one to anybody that sends me any money. I am not begging for cash. If you don't want to send any money, you just want to listen for free. That's okay. I do this because I love it and because you guys seem to like it. But like I said, a couple of podcast buddies of mine said that I should probably put one of these contribution links out there. So, it's out there. Use it if you want. Don't use it if you don't want. Just to give you an idea of where the money will go, though, if you do decide, it'll go towards better recording equipment and investigation equipment. So, again, if you want to, I would love you for it. If you don't, just come by and say hi on Facebook because I love chatting with all you guys. As a lot of you know, I love having the conversations I have when I get the time to actually reply back. Sorry, sometimes it takes me a little longer. Oh, and also, another thing that a couple of the listeners have been asking about is merch for the show. So if you guys are interested in getting stickers or t-shirts or pins or whatever for Paranormal Almanac, let me know in Facebook or Twitter. It's Para Almanac on Twitter. It's Paranormal Almanac on Facebook and on... Instagram, that's the other one. Uh, let me know if you guys are interested in merch, and maybe that's something I'll look into. I would like it, but, you know, if nobody else likes it, where's the fun in that? All right, so if that's the sort of thing you want to do, it'll definitely help me, and I'd definitely appreciate it. But let's get to the good stuff. What were we talking about? That's right, UFOs in artwork. Now, there's a lot of paintings out there where if you look at them from just the right angle, you could sort of maybe see a UFO if you really wanted to. But that's not what these are about. These 
These really look like UFOs that have been painted in classic artwork. And I mean really, a couple of these, I don't know what else they could be. So for those just listening to this one, it might be a bit hard to do. It is very visual, but I'm going to try my best to describe what each piece looks like. So hopefully you'll still be able to enjoy this one. But I really, really suggest heading on over to Paranormal Almanac on Facebook and follow along. There's going to be the images. I swear to God, I'm going to put them up there. Don't you worry. But I'm going to do my best to try and describe these for you as well. So let's get into it. First up, from the 15th century, it's called Madonna and Child with the Infant St. John. Now, it's attributed to more than one artist, and it's located at the Palazzo Vecchio Museum in Florence, Italy. And in it, Mary, obviously the mother of Jesus, is seen looking down at Jesus or the baby St. John. But that's not why I'm talking about it on this one, because in my opinion, it's one of the best examples of a UFO that has been painted into a classic painting by the artist or artist in this example. If you look just over Mary's left shoulder, and to the viewers, it would be right of her, there's a UFO in the sky. It looks silver in color. It has a gold glow to it, like around it. And there's even a guy on a hillside standing there with his dog, and he's shading his eyes and looking bewildered right at the UFO. Like I said, it's behind Mary, but it looks like it's outside the window, like she's standing in front of a window when they were being painted. And this just happened to be outside. It doesn't look like an interpretation of God to me. There are a lot of artwork where... If you really wanted to, you could say, oh, that's a UFO, but the artist is definitely trying to make the interpretation of God's light or God's grace or whatever. I mean, this one does not look like that to me. There's the sun on the other side of Mary, so it's not representing the sun. It isn't illuminating Mary, so it isn't representing God shining his light on his only child. It just looks like something outside the window while the painter or painters were painting it. Everything about it looks like, you know, Oh, and then this, I saw this weird thing outside, so let's add that too. Like, it is really bizarre, and again, in my opinion, one of the best examples of classic art that you can find in a museum that shows a UFO. And like I said, I'll post a few photos of this one because I really want you to see not only the UFO, but the dude and his dog looking at the UFO. Next up is a wall mural, or fresco if you're an art enthusiast, and it's from 1350, and it's called The Crucifixion. As far as I can tell from the research, the artist is unknown, but it can be found in the Visoki Dekani Monastery in Kosovo, Serbia. And I know I got that wrong, and I apologize. But if you look up at the top left and right corners, there are two really weird-looking objects with pilots in the sky on both sides of Jesus. Now, just to give both sides of this one, it is explained as being the sun and the moon, but boy, do they look like one guy chasing another guy in a vehicle. To me, personally, it looks like a manned spacecraft, but I'm going to defer to the experts on this one because I want you guys to have both sides of every argument. And the experts say, quote, as far as the details in the upper left and right sections of the Kosovo fresco, as odd as the details in the upper left and right sections of the Kosovo fresco may seem to the modern eyes, they, in fact, refer to something very familiar, the sun and the moon. And this is according to Dennis Geronimus, 
who is the Associate Professor of Italian Renaissance Art and the Chair of the Department of Art History at New York University. And I'm going to refer back to him a couple more times throughout this edition. Anyhow, Geronimus says, The strangeness to our sensibility no doubt lies in the fact that the two celestial bodies are personified by two crouching figures that are shown as inhabiting them, producing a kind of man-in-the-moon effect. Again, this is an art expert. He knows way more about Italian Renaissance art than I ever will or want to. So take that into consideration. But again, if you look at this, to me, it looks like two dudes in spacecrafts. Now, I can kind of see the moon shape on the one on the right. Uh, Oh, I forgot to describe this one to you. I apologize. So it's Christ's crucifixion. He's in the center. It's a three-piece fresco. There's... Three, six, nine, ten, twelve. I don't know. 20-something guys standing around him. There's a few angels in the sky. On the far left, there is a goldish-colored dude crouching a UFO-ish thing with a streak behind him. And on the far right is a silver one with a pointed nose. Again, a guy is crouched in it, looking like all intents and purposes like UFOs. But, like I said, I'm going to defer to the art expert on this one because... One does have kind of a sun shape to it, and one does have a moon, crescent moon shape to it. Still very odd. I don't know why they would depict it that way, but there you go. Okay, for our next painting, let's go back to 1486, and it's called The Annunciation with St. Amidius, and it's by Carlo Crivelli, and this painting resides at the National Gallery in London. So if you're in London, check this one out. Now, this one is odd as well because it shows a circular object shooting a thin beam of light down to Virgin Mary. She's in a building to the right. She's kind of looking almost out to the building, out of the window, but she's reading something. There's a couple people outside. One of them has angel wings. But out in the sky above the building, there is a very UFO-ish looking object, and it is literally shooting a beam right into the top of her skull. I mean, bam, right into Mary's skull. Now, the UFO, if you really zoom in, and I'll show this photo as well, is like a white circular cloud, one, two, three, with three rings. It's got a gold light. Looks like it has maybe angels' faces in it. So if you really, really zoom in, it doesn't quite look like a UFO, but if you just look at the painting itself, it is a circular object that's glowing. It's glowing from the bottom. It is a picture of a UFO, and like I said, it's shooting a beam right into her skull. But let's get Geronimus's opinion on this one as well. The golden beam descending from a cloud bank through an opening in Mary's bedroom and reaching its destination at the Virgin's head carries along its path the Holy Spirit. So this is just that. It's the Holy Spirit being infused into Virgin Mary's skull. Oh, and and by infusing, he says it literally means being impregnated with the Holy Spirit. So, to this artist, that's what being impregnated looks like, getting shot in the skull with a beam of light. Weird, nonetheless, but let's move on. Now, there's a guy that wrote a book. His name is Jacques Vallée, and his co-author is Chris Albeck. They published an extensive update to their 2010 book, Wonders in the Sky, And this book looks at strange aerial objects reported by many people in pre-20th century accounts. And it begins in 1879. It kind of moves backwards to the biblical sightings as well. It's a 
fairly interesting read. It contains a lot of the art on this week's podcast, but not all of it. And this guy is really interesting. The main guy, Valet, he was a principal speaker in 1978 at the only major United Nations UFO presentation in history. And he urged serious, international, unbiased research focusing on those UFO reports throughout history. So this guy really knows his stuff. And like I said, he wrote a book that is very interesting that I got some of my information from about this very topic. Now, Valley says, I think the skeptics are right in saying that many of the reports have to do with things that today we recognize as comets and meteors and other natural phenomena. And that's fair. We go through that and eliminate those and we keep the ones that are unidentified. And that's why I like this guy's work. He does what I do with research. He'll keep the stuff that he can't debunk. If you can debunk it, move on. And if you think this guy is just some crackpot who wrote a book, well, in the late 1960s, Valet's early UFO research was so respected by the United States Air Force that his books were recommended reading to cadets at the Air Force Academy in Colorado. And getting back to the painting side of things, he says, We don't go into ideology. We're not saying it's proof of aliens or anything. We're saying there is a phenomenon, and it has some of the characteristics of the modern phenomenon, and we let it go at that. You still have to account for differential descriptions because of the changes in the culture and the changes in the media. So again, I wanted to include him into this episode because he's very well respected in the UFO community. And he is very well respected, or at least was very, very highly respected, by the United States Air Force. So this guy knows what he's talking about. And like I said, I got a lot of the research from this episode from him, but not all of it. But anyhow, as interesting as Valet is, let's get back to the artwork. So next up, it's from 1710. It's called The Baptism of Jesus, and it was created by, I'm going to get this so wrong, Arendt de Galder. Sure, why not? And it's at the Fitzwilliam Museum in Cambridge. Now, it depicts a large circular object shooting one, two, three, four beams of light down towards Jesus. It's a very earth-toned painting. There's a mountain in the background. In the foreground, there's a bunch of people surrounded in a valley-almost-looking thing by a glowing Jesus who looks like he's healing somebody. But going back up to that circular object, it's a UFO. It's straight up a UFO. Now, Geronimus says, This one, the four rays that pass down from the sky to illuminate the kneeling figure of Christ as he is baptized by St. John. Oh, so there we go. Jesus is kneeling down. St. John is baptizing him. This refers to the divine power of the Holy Spirit as embodied again by a white dove hovering at the center of a radiant cloud. Except, I mean, yeah, I guess there is, there's tiny... It almost looks like the golden snitch from um, Harry Potter. I wouldn't call it a white dove by any stretch of the imagination, but that sure as hell is not a cloud because in the sky, there are clouds. There's one over there. There's two or three over there. This is a golden disc flying above them. And if you really zoom in again, it really looks like a golden snitch to me. It doesn't look like a dove. It just looks like a UFO. This is just another example of is this guy Geronimus trying to make practical reasoning out of what he's seeing because he's a, you know like a serious skeptic and doesn't want to believe in UFOs? Or am I putting too much UFO 
into an obviously religious painting? I don't know. This is for you guys to decide. I want you guys to check these out and decide for yourselves. But now, let's go way, way back to a 7,000-year-old petroglyph. It was discovered in a province of Mexico in 1966. There are four figures with outstretched arms. They're almost like stick figures. There's four stick figures at the bottom. There's outstretched arms. They're looking up at something that it's circular. It's got a little bit of light coming off it or lines coming off it. It doesn't look like the sun to me. It doesn't look like the moon to me either. But it is definitely an object in the sky. Now, obviously, being that this is 7,000 years old, it is very crude compared to the other ones. But again, I don't know what to make of this one. I guess you could say they're worshiping the sun or they're worshiping the moon. But I don't know. This Again, you guys tell me what you think. But while we're looking at ancient paintings, let's talk about petroglyphs dating back thousands of years ago by ancient Native Americans in the American Southwest. According to Native American folklore, two objects collided high in the sky and one crash landed in the region of Death Valley. Some men arrived, presumably in another ship that's kind of sketchy at best, and spent some time repairing the damaged craft and were observed by the local Native Americans. Now, the images that I'm going to throw up on Facebook are stills taken from an old TV series that I love called In Search Of, and it was hosted by Leonard Nimoy. If you haven't seen it, find it online. They got some great episodes. They have an Oak Island episode. They got me hooked on Oak Island. I don't know if you guys like that, but they have a great Bigfoot episode, a great UFO episode, a great Coral Castle episode, a lot of great episodes. So again, if you haven't seen it, it's a little dated, but it's great. But anyhow, back to this petroglyph. To me, though, if you were talking to witnesses of a UFO event and you had them draw a picture and they handed you back this picture, you would immediately recognize this as a UFO. There's two side by side. It's, I don't know, purplish color, violet color. It's got a dome. It has landing gear as far as I can tell. Again, this is thousands of years ago. I don't know what would be in the sky that would make them go, well, I'm going to draw that thing. And then they ended up drawing it looking like this. To me, it only looks like a UFO, especially when you take, again, with a little grain of salt, because it is Native American folklore. So who's to say how many times it's been passed down generation to generation? It hasn't kind of grown. But if you take the story at face value, it matches up with the image. It's a UFO. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, wow, we've gone back 7,000 years. That's about as far back as we're going to go. Ha ha, you'd be wrong. There are two cave paintings from Tanzania. Both of them are estimated to be at least 29,000 years old. You heard that number right, 29,000 years old. Now, the first one is located in Intolo, I-T-O-L-O, Itolo, and it depicts several disc-shaped objects. But, again, it's not the best drawing of a UFO on this edition, but... They're, they're freaking 29,000 years old, so give them a little break. It's a tan cave wall, and it has little white UFO hat-shaped objects on them. There's two of them, and below them, there's two lines below each one. I couldn't tell you what else it could be. Again, I mean, maybe it's a really, really bad drawing of a bird, but it doesn't look like a bird to me. Now, the other one is from Kolo, K-O-L-O, and it shows one, two, three, four. It shows 
four entities surrounding a woman. So there's a woman in the center, and they're all, again, kind of stick figure cave painting drawings, if you can picture that. But um, one, two, three, four. It's got four people around her. They all have oblong-shaped heads. She does not. And one of them has, I don't know, almost like a wolf-shaped head or antlers or antennae or something. And to the left of that, and to the left of that is another weird-looking dude kind of looking away. But the interesting thing is, to the right of it, on the right, there's a guy in a box or a cart or something, and then some animal in front of it, like an antelope or a deer or something like that. I don't understand even remotely what could this possibly be. I mean, again, we're talking 29,000 years ago, so why is a dude in a box? Why are there four odd-shaped creatures or beings or people grabbing a woman? Like, none of it makes sense to me at all. So feel free to let me know what you guys think about this one, because, again, it's kind of weird. It's kind of spooky. If a kid drew it, you'd be like, somebody abducted a woman right in front of this kid, and he was hiding in a box. I don't know what's happening. All right, so this is the first one on this list that I really need you guys to take with a giant grain of salt. I couldn't find out a lot about this one, but supposedly it's a woodcut from 1479 in Arabia. And it clearly, a little too clearly in my mind, shows a rocket ship pointed to the left of the woodcut or painting or however you want to call it. There's a couple of stars on either side of it. It's obviously in the sky. But here's the problem. It, the rocket ship is complete with rivets and metal, and it's pointed exactly like you would picture a rocket ship to be pointed. It's just too good especially for 1479. There's nothing in the sky that would even remotely look like this thing, at least as far as I'm concerned. But from everything I can find about this one, it's supposedly 100% legit. So, again, take this one with a grain of salt because there wasn't a lot of information about this one like some of the other ones. It's really interesting, I'll give you that. Now, let's move away from UFOs a little bit and let's go on to the next one. And it's a few spooky-looking faces called the Wangina petroglyphs from Kimberley, Australia. Now, these petroglyphs are about 5,000 years old, and I'll be honest, I don't know what to think about them. They pop up on a lot of UFO alien websites, but besides being spooky, they aren't that conclusive to me. One is just one, two, three, four, five, six, I guess, six faces. They're kind of roundish faces with big oval-shaped eyes, very gray alien-looking faces, but it could also be owls. I don't know if they have owls in Australia. They have everything else that's trying to kill you. Maybe they got killer owls there as well. Now, the other one is a red and yellow painting, and it has three figures. They're all, there's two in front, one in the back. They're all oval-eyed again, almond-shaped eyes again, black eyes, small nose, no mouths, wearing a robish-looking thing with rings around their head. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Um, That one's definitely spooky. If my kid painted that painting, I would tell him to go to Grandma's and never come back because it's freaky as hell. But, again, I don't know if these are conclusive alien, but, man, do they show up on just about every alien website. Oh, and there's a third one of the same three dudes 
just slightly different. It's a black and white photo. It's the only one I could find. Again, kind of creepy. I don't know what to think about it. Okay, next up, we have another one of my favorites. It's a tapestry called Summer's Triumph. It was created in Bruges in 1538. And if you aren't looking closely enough, there isn't much paranormal about it. It's a very Where's Waldo-y kind of tapestry. There's a lot of people in it, a lot of crap going on. There's some kind of cart in the center and some woman's kind of dancing on top of the cart half naked. Um, There's a whole lot of people on either side of the cart. It's obviously in some kind of town. Like I'm saying, there's a lot going on in this one. But if you look up in the upper left corner of the sky, those are freaking UFOs. There's two very dark gray or black UFOs. I mean, draw a UFO and tell me you didn't just draw one that looks exactly like, or not exactly like, but basically like these UFOs. This is the one where I can't even begin to say what else it could be. It's not clouds. If it is, this guy can paint everything amazingly except for clouds, and he sucks at clouds. But anyhow, this one, it presently resides at the Bayerisches National Museum in Germany. Bayerisches? It's B-A-Y-E-R-I-S-C-H-E-S National Museum in Germany. If you do get a chance to go to this museum, definitely check this one out in person. I have a buddy that saw this one in person, and from this tapestry alone... He was 100% convinced in UFOs. He was on the fence prior to it. He always thought it was one of those weird, wacky things that I was kind of into. Then he looked at this painting or this tapestry, and he went, holy crap, this is from 1538. It's not from some guy in the 60s or the 50s who heard a lot about UFOs and drew what he saw. These are two UFOs in the sky above this town. Maybe three. One, two, kind of three. There's definitely two. At least two, if you could say there might be a third one below it. Oh, and I guess there's one on the far right as well. I mean, there's a lot going on in this picture. Again, it's very Where's Waldo, and if I probably look long enough, I'll find even more weird crap in it. But, at face value, look up in the upper left on this one, you got some UFOs in the sky. There is nothing else in my mind that that one could be. So let's move on to a little bit different kind of artwork. We're going to go over to Egypt to a very particular hieroglyph that's always intrigued me. As long as I've been interested in UFOs, this hieroglyph has come up time and time again. And for good reason, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, but it's for very good reason. It looks like modern aircraft. There's a helicopter. There's an airplane. Some people say there's a boat above the airplane. So it's gold. It's kind of thin and narrow. It's gold. It's got a side view of a helicopter. I mean, you can see the propeller and everything. I don't know what else it could be. To the right of the helicopter, some people say that represents a boat. I don't really see a boat, but I mean, I guess I kind of see a boat, but not like the airplane and not like the helicopter. Those are very clearly an airplane and a helicopter. Now, obviously, an airplane and a helicopter aren't UFOs, but what the hell are they doing in a hieroglyph? And you know what? I guess if they were somehow spotted in ancient Egypt, those are technically UFOs. So yeah, no, they they belong on this list. It's a very interesting hieroglyph. And like I said, I've seen this thing forever. So it's been around for as long as I can remember. And it's really, really interesting to look at. All right, guys. Last, but by no means the best. Maybe I shouldn't have chose this one for the last one. 
But anyhow, we have a UFO sighting over Hamburg, Germany, and it was done November 4th, 1697. So this one has a very specific date that goes along with this drawing or painting or whatever it is. And that's because these objects were described as two glowing wheels. And they were seen, apparently, in the sky over Hamburg, Germany on November 4th, 1697. Now, I don't know what else would be described as two glowing wheels in the sky, especially in 1697. So, skeptics, do your thing. Let me know what you think of this one. Now, maybe you could say they were comets or meteorites, but why are there two of them side by side looking to me like hovering above the people? So, let me describe this one to you. There's a bunch of dudes... Down below, looks like maybe a river in between them or some kind of body of water in between them. And they are all looking up. In fact, one guy's got both of his hands up like, holy crap. But they're all looking up at two glowing wheels with giant X's in them. Like, think of uh, think of Professor X's wheelchair. On the side, on the wheels, he's got the two X's. That's what it looks like to me. They're giant. They're in the sky. They got some stuff coming off of them either shiny stuff or lightning stuff coming off of them. And everybody's just checking them out, looking at them, pointing up. It doesn't, to me, look like a streak of meteor that shot across the sky real quick. It doesn't look anything like that to me. So again, what are they? What was in the skies on November 4th, 1697 of Hamburg, Germany, that would be painted or depicted like this? Now, this isn't all of them by far. But like just about everything paranormal or UFO related, the more you dig, the more you find. I was going to add a couple more to them, but I wanted to kind of debunk them first or see if I could debunk them first. I never want to just go to some website and go, oh, they've got 12 things seen in the sky that have now been put into paintings. Because I guarantee you, they didn't do the research, they're regurgitating data, and some of those are going to turn out to be fake. Hopefully, I did enough research on these, and these are actually real. As far as I could find, they're either in caves and proven, or they're now in museums or monasteries and can be seen to this day. So they're very real pieces of art, except for that one that I said, take a huge grain of salt, looks like a rocket to me. That one I don't know. I couldn't find out a lot about it. Could be real. Um, If it is real, boy, is that bizarre. But um, there's going to be more of these. I really hope you guys enjoy these kind of episodes. Sorry again for those that only listen, but I hope I described them enough that you could still enjoy this podcast. But like I said at the beginning, if you get a chance or when you get a chance, head on over to Paranormal Almanac on Facebook. I'll put them on Instagram as well, but you really should look at them bigger like on Facebook or on a bigger screen. So I really recommend the Paranormal Almanac page on Facebook. It'll probably be the best way to check these pictures out. Once again. I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and thank you for listening to another edition of, say it with me, Paranormal Almanac. Almanac.